Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 444, and today we'll be talking about Hollow Mind from the Owl House. I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. How strange it must feel to come back to this plotline having seen thanks to them first. <laughs> yep. It it literally pains me every time that I remember how you have consumed this media david it's just so wrong <laughs> in every way you know this happens in really every series like i remember watching steven universe and like people joined on to the fandom as the finale was airing you know like people watched things when they already knew too much and i'm comforted by the fact that like i think there's been many times on this podcast where i've talked to gc about a show that he had never watched and told him, you know, the most excruciatingly, you know, spoilery details of it. And it was fine. But so <laughs> here's the thing, right? This isn't like th- this is several steps past that because we are literally <laughs> recording a podcast about it. It's not just like you're some <laughs> random fan in a subreddit. Like we committed to making media about this and talking about it. That's true. And I have I have watched it along with all of our recordings so so it so it follows yes but only one at a time yeah that's true one of these days we need to do a podcast about a series and we'll do it experimentally where we start with the last episode of the series and then go in reverse order (laughs) see now i should have done that with amphibia because then we would have actually finished it (laughs) maybe someday we'll still finish amphibia (laughs) But uh, it really hooks you in, in season three if you're not as hooked by season one. Well, Rebecca Sugar gets a song, so she has that effect on people. <laughs> yeah, I just need to start with the Rebecca Sugar guest star episode. <laughs> but Hollow Mind, for all of its emotional impact, is narratively a very, very simple episode. I mean, they did try and go with their nonlinear storytelling. Yeah, it starts off in media res with Luz and Hunter in the Emperor's mind, and then we get the flashback to how they get there. You know, Ida, Luz, and King are at the night market. Uh, Hunter tried to break up some turncloaks trying to infiltrate the Emperor's mind, but ends up trapped in there with Luz himself. They uh, work with um, Bellus's inner child, um, I guess they think it is to try to trap this beast that's stalking them, only to find out that that inner child was actually the proper inner Bellos trying to kill off the spirits of all the palsmen that he's consumed over the years. And uh, I mean, he also can turn into that. Yep. But Bellos breaks the secret to lose. Hunter learns the secret about the Grimwalkers, and they barely make it out thanks to the ever-amazing Rain Whispers giving Ida the teleportation potion that she was not going to figure out on her own. You don't give Darius and Eberwolf enough credit. They were there too, yes, but they're not the ones who knew how to get past the bird. Or the, the owl. The tube. <laughs> that thing. Exactly. Yeah, they, they did in the beginning do some nonlinear storytelling to like set up, but then didn't for the rest of the episode, which was a little interesting. Because usually when they do those types of reveals, it's throughout the whole episode, but here it was just to set up the beginning, which was an interesting choice. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I like the ability to explore the the mind and view memories in a nonlinear order. I think that's a cool storytelling choice. 
I, I agree though. I didn't get the start. I don't understand why I, I for the hook. I, do they need to hook the kids? Like if you're this far in the owl house, are you still flipping through channels? Like, is this still 2005? <laughs> yeah. You're like flipping through channels. You're like, I wonder if the owl house has a new episode released yet. And then you, you see the opening, <laughs> right? And you're like, holy crap. All my answers about Bellos are coming. I got to stay tuned into Disney channel or Disney XD, which is probably where the show would have been shoved. Or maybe it is shoved. I don't, I don't follow the, the cable airings. Yeah, who's watching cable these days? It airs on the Disney Channel. <laughs> you know, I kind of wish that the Owl House had done a sort of Avatar thing, or like previously on the Owl House, because even binging the show episodes back to back, it can be hard to remember like the Willow and Loose Mind episode from two seasons ago <laughs> and like the intricate like lore rules that they established then because they're bringing them all up here as if you should know it very well. Yes. And I'm like, I don't remember what they were talking about. It even leads to some awkward dialogue. No, Hunter was here. No, yeah, but like they get, uh, they're, they're like on the phone and saying, oh yeah, it's his subconscious. Like, and we all know that there's always a, there's always an inner self, right? Like they start throwing around the term inner self. And if you don't remember, you're, you're, you're forgetting that that's like a thing, right? There's all these like things in in the mind space, right? They already established all of that. Yeah. Although I I will point out there were trees in the real mindscape. Yes. So trees are maybe consistent and Luz was right to point that out, but Mm -hmm. not something you would have been thinking. (laughs) And so I guess... You know, whereas Luz probably points out a lot of obvious things in in the episodes for children, that one wasn't that obvious. So thanks, thanks, Luz. Yeah, we also once we broke out of the main hallway and got into like the underground area, the memories were tied to trees. Like it wasn't, you know, like a a picture alley. So maybe the memories do have to be embedded in trees. We definitely got a whole lot of very interesting background details. Like you got to pause every three seconds in the show just to get a look at some more juicy stuff because we have all of those picture frames implying lots of very gnarly things in Philip's past. (laughs) There were loads of frames too. There's buttloads of them. The one that is like the most obvious is uh, Philip killing Caleb. Like them playing together as children, you see one where they're like playing along with an actual mob, presumably that's trying to hunt witches. Um, you have Caleb carving Philip's mask, you have them playing together with the mask, and then you have, like, a hand coming in screen, like, with a purple flame, and Caleb kind of being curious while Philip is scared. Um, you have both of them in the aisles. You have Caleb and presumably Evelyn walking, and Evelyn looks pregnant, and then you see Philip in the bottom who's all angry about it. (laughs) No witches? (laughs) Um, no witches you see philip as a black silhouette with the glowing blue eyes scaring caleb and then later caleb hugging him in that form and then caleb and presumably evelyn and then philip holding that jagged knife behind his back philip and caleb having a knife fight in flames philip presumably winning as you see caleb's corpse and what looks like somebody shooting a spell circle that looks like clawthorn hair to me yeah i mean it's hard to tell with the lighting what color that is it's very fluffy but yeah that could be clawthorn going after philip with spells as he runs off from there you have philip in his beard 
doing his speech and convincing and conniving. I don't... No, that doesn't look like Luce and Lily. That looks like two random uh, yeah. witches. You have Philip carving sigils onto his arm, him eating some palisman, him wearing the mask, and then him in a mirror kind of looking over a bowl with the knife in it. I think there were some more, but those were like the major plot beat ones. I highly recommend like kind of Googling Owl House Hollow Mind paintings because people have like compiled them. Because me describing it verbally is only gonna... Only takes you so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're getting the highlights, at least. Yeah, t take a look at him. It's a pretty good highlight of his life. and I It's so bold to me. The question that this episode starts with trying to answer is, just for sure, Belos is evil, right? <laughs> and <laughs> you do get that answer, which, first of all, I think it's hilarious. What if he has good motives? I, I love them. <laughs> He says, oh, I'm protecting humanity from evil. And she's like, you're evil. And he's like, eh, well, there's no reasoning with crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you took the words right out of my mouth, Phil. I, it's hilarious to me. Technically, Belos has not done anything that evil in the show. So I think it's kind of funny that maybe as a viewer, you could have followed along this whole time and been like, you know, Belos disagrees with Luz, but maybe he's... Just an emperor, like most emperors. But, like, no. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that you're a spineless centrist until this he episode. He could have been a Darth Vader, but it turned out he was a Palpatine. Yeah, I just, it's funny to me, though, because the answer, maybe it just feels really obvious because I watched it all out of order. But as far as answering that question goes, what you see is the answer to what he's doing with the portal, which is, oh, I guess just, like, kill everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitively evil, but... What else did we expect at this point? Like, they tried to, in an earlier episode, make a, a point as to saying, like, what's going to happen on the Day of Unity? But did any viewer think that it was going to be anything other than, like, something horrible? <laughs> I yeah, mean... I mean, I think, like, total absolute genocide of all life on the island was a bit of an extreme that people weren't immediately going towards. Like, they were like, oh, right. he's going to siphon their power to go back to the human realm or something like that. But no. He just wants them all dead, <laughs> regardless of whether or not he um gets back home, because that was his original plan. He didn't care about getting home. He cared about killing everybody. It's amazing. So I like I like that that we cut we check those boxes. You know, we now know what the day of unity is. Belos is definitely evil, and he's about as evil as you could possibly get. He just wants to murder for what he thinks are righteous reasons, but honestly, not even well justified righteous reasons. Just. At this point, it's just his motive. <laughs> he doesn't really care to They're be questioned witches, on it. Witches are bad. Yeah. Like, it's not that yeah. deep for him either, even though he's really dedicated to it. Imagine, imagine someone coming to Beach City to try to exterminate the Crystal Gems because he read Ronaldo's early blog. He, he, you know, This is before Ronaldo started blogging about how cool the Crystal Gems were. And he's like, well, Ronaldo said they're bad, so... I'm going to try to kill them all. <laughs> and this goes a lot better than you would expect from that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something else is that um, Caleb's eyes and ears are scratched out on all of the paintings that have him. Which is interesting because Phillips isn't. But the scratches always go over the eyes and over the ends of the ears. So you can't like... There's at least one of these shots where you can see the ears. As as a, a as children, it's like that. All of the child no, ones. No, 
In this one, he's at least, okay, in the children, they're scratched out, but there's one where he's Hunter's age, and you can see him, his ears just fine, yeah? Yeah, so once they're in the boiling aisles, it's round, you can see his eyes and ears, but he went back to his past past, like pre-coming to the aisles, and scratched everybody's eyes and ears, or scratched Caleb's eyes and ears. Yeah, is that coincidence or not? I mean, because ears happen to be next to eyes, and... For the scratches to not cover the ears, they'd have to be relatively small. So I don't know. That's an interesting detail. Yeah, and we didn't really get that good of a look because there was the whole kind of like hallway that had all of the past Grimwalkers and how they died. And besides like the first two that are really close, you can't really see them that well. And I'm trying to find like an HD image of it on the internet, but it's all like leading me to Pinterest. I think about the eye scratches. I think we're overcomplicating it. I think it's just, these are all the pictures of him back before they came to the Boiling Isles. Philip's been on the Boiling Isles a long time. He can barely remember those days. He can barely remember his brother before he was consorting with witches. Yeah, because it seems like they were young adults when they were brought and trapped in the demon realm. God, have I ever mentioned how much I hate Pinterest? Oh my god, just let me see the image. Anyway, um, (laughs) we also got, speaking of the past Golden Guards, one of them had, like, a neck frill, supposedly period appropriate. Ah, yes, from the, that's the one who uh, put on the very big show. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. And they all eventually betrayed him. I'm kind of curious if any of them managed to escape, because that's kind of what I'm going for the, um... The mysterious stranger that they saw in, like, the in-between in this last no. season three episode could be an escaped Caleb. It looks so much like Titan Sands. It has to be a Titan. <laughs> it looked like a person. I mean, the idea of a, an, an escaped Grimwalker is a compelling one. It's just a, That's just a cool story. And also, you know, a little existentially, you know, freaky for whoever the current Grimwalker is. But... Uh, yeah, if only there were more time in the show. I don't know. Like, look, just looking at all these photos, I can't believe how much of this plot actually only exists in these photos. My assumption is a lot of this doesn't play out in a more explicit way in the rest of season two. Like, what the fans know is primarily from this episode. Yeah, you don't get really much more of Philip Caleb backstory until season three when they mention it on that little carriage tour. Right. Good grief. Could you guys imagine, like, they have Andor and the Mandalorian for Star Wars. Imagine if the Owl House had the draw where they could give a Disney Plus series about the Philip and Caleb days. Yeah, well, you know how Disney has been treating their cartoons, especially those of the uh, non-conventional romantic affiliations. Um <laughs> Because they got a big old axe. They they would love it because uh, because it's uh, Caleb and Marilyn <laughs> is a straight love story. This is everything Disney wants. They could make it live action. I just want the backstory. I don't care if it's animated. Well, I don't. They would have to lean more, even more into like the because the whole thing, like you know, Bellos is using his like Quaker background, like the whole save your soul stuff. He. He knows what he's doing, right? Like, his whole society was built around, like, converting the indigenous people and 
trying to wipe them out while pretending that you're actually trying to help them. Like you, you see the parallels. We know the parallels. So I don't know how <laughs> so heavily be a more problematic anti- show. <laughs> I don't know how anti-Christian <laughs> they could lean into the Owl House before Disney was like, mm, "Cut the cameras." I'm not about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I like though. I like stories that aren't fully told because it makes you think about them more. <laughs> you know, it it's cool to. not be told everything which is something that i had to repeat to myself over and over again after steven universe completed right <laughs> like you just have to well they did they were gonna they were like. gonna do a whole thing on the freaking diamond creation have you seen the timeline that rebecca yes, sugar made yes. that they had to censor out and the genesis of the diamonds what we could have had if these networks weren't like mm, i don't know it haunts me every day I'm sorry, but Russia won't air you, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at how that turned out for you guys. <laughs> yeah, but then Russia is doing, like, plays of the Owl House and conventions <laughs> of it. So With uh, <laughs> awesome costuming. So they're getting access to it one way or another. Like, I think you're focusing a little bit too much on that foreign audience. Hmm. They will find a way. Yeah, so I think the storytelling in this one, really cool. Amazing that that we lean the hardest into environmental storytelling that has been done, I think, to date uh, in the Owl House. Are murals and just straight up paintings really, really environmental storytelling, though? It's not as subtle as what Steven Universe did. (laughs) Where, you know, it took other forms than just explicitly paintings. But I'll take it. You know, this is Owl House's version. And, you know, one of the elements is that it has to be in the background. And the other element is that none of the characters ever talk about it. So (laughs) that nails those two things. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. And I think they do explicitly state in the show the things that we, like, kind of assumed. Not like any of the details the smaller details that you see in the paintings, but, like, all the theories of, like, oh, they were brothers, nah, 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 nah. Like, they, in the third season, they do mention that. And, like, maybe we'll get a little bit more in the last Owl House episode. Do we have a confirmation of when it's coming out? Nope. Not that I have heard. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, they have to be done at this point. I mean, they're waiting for us. They're waiting <laughs> Once for we... us? Or they're waiting yeah. for Disney? No, waiting for the Lunar Sea Spire. Oh, I see. For us to finally catch up to the show, for you to yes! finally finish watching season two. Yes, it is literally only about me. Sorry, mm-hmm. come on. Of course, they don't <laughs> even have a um a title for the third episode, like announced yet. Maybe that's what they're struggling on. They actually literally can't name it. It's going to be watching something. Thanks to them for the future. Gotta go. Rule of three. It's going to be watching something. How do you know that? Because the season three message has to be thanks for watching. Ha ha ha, thanks for watching, I see. Thank you for watching the show. But then if you go for the last words, it'd be them future something. Yeah, but they've never done messages through the last words. Uh, well, if it was, th- it, it, you could also do it through the middle words because it's to the. They've never done that either. They've always, every season has a message in the first le- first words of each episode title why am i learning about this now <laughs> why are you learning about this now it was uh, wait wait the first letter does that include the lock fear the key i can't remember 
No, I know they have like secret runes in all the episodes that all combine together. But what about like the titles of the episodes that I'm looking at season one? It would be like A Witches I the Convention or Convention Hootie Lost. Like, are you sure about that? Hold on. Wait, is it just the first letters of each episode title? Not the actual first word? Or is it not like the title? Like, is it omitting the uh, the A's and the the's and all that? Uh, it's the first letter of every episode, because I just started scrolling through season one, and it starts off with a uh, witch. Okay. So it's a witch. A witch loses the true way. Loses. And... And seek... Seek the... Key. F- fear... The... <laughs> lock. Okay, let's take this recording to a grinding halt, and we are going to go... <laughs> So the a, final one is just TF, which already is ruined. So a witch loses a wait. No, I already did this. <laughs> a witch loses a true way. Way a witch loses a true way. Okay, that's season one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, and then C C. <laughs> GC, you have to leave both me and Soren doing this (laughs) here. Seek. Wait, I lost you. Okay, seek the key. (laughs) Fear, fear the lock. Fear the lock. Seek the key. Fear the lock. Okay, that's very cryptic. Um, and then season three. Thanks for watching. It's got to be going for words since they only have three characters to work with. So. Or just tf tf. I don't know. No, if it's if it starts with a D next, then it'll be the f- Disney. <laughs> WTF? Um, but then what about like the runes in all of the episodes? Okay, so wait, I gotta okay. Search the Owl House secret. The secret message. Okay, trans. Okay, but I need like a list of the secret message. The Owl House secret message. The wiki isn't going to do it for me. Okay, two witches torn apart, now alone. Two hearts of stone, a curse of feathers and mud, a betrayal of blood. Yeah, that 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 that, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, and then that's just season one. Season two. Seething seas and puppet strings, he no longer dreams of kings. As above rush darkened skies, as below his father lies. That's pretty dope pretty cryptic that could be talking about anyone <laughs> seething seas and puppet strings he no longer dreams of kings as above rush darkened skies as below his father lies okay so this is about king anyone All right seething seas and puppet strings so that's like the boiling sea and puppet strings the collector he no longer dreams of kings king so he no longer thinks of himself as a king. And as above rush darkened skies, the eclipse, right? Day of unity. And then as below his father lies, that's King's dad. And then we don't have one for season three. That's so cool. It's such like tiny little details, but it really like, it's nice. I like little hints, little scavenger hunts. It's fun. Little, little secret messages. Yeah, the duality of this show is that those messages are there and, you know, take some effort to decode. 
But meanwhile, just in case you didn't know, <laughs> Bellis brings up in a picture frame plain, you know, just previous clips from the show. Uh, <laughs> Liz, you but know, it doesn't say footage provided by the Disney Channel. <laughs> what an amateur. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, in case literally anyone except Luz hadn't figured this out yet, I'm I'm Philip, you know. Ha ha ha. Probably the yeah. weaker reveal of this episode. <laughs> like I think Luz is the only one not to know at this point. I think yeah, I think the the emotional impact of the reveal was less that like we didn't know, but more like seeing Luz's reaction to figuring out because like her sort of shock of everything and discovering everything and like literally being stunned into silence and like the, the just the expression she has at the end of the episode where she like turns around and looks back at Ida and King was like that that's the that's where the impact is and we know she doesn't tell them she doesn't tell them for like a little while she's just in shock which i do appreciate like these characters being so traumatized that they need a minute that they become so overwhelmed by their own emotions that they can't function like hunter freaking out he takes yeah. a few episodes of just I, mm -hmm. his his breakdown lasts a bit i'm gonna complain a bit i think hunter is the more interesting and more emotionally impactful person <laughs> in this episode like yeah him finding yeah, out yeah that of he's course a clone and that you know everything is a lie i feel like having lose also having this you know kind of just jammed in there <laughs> interaction in the past right with philip that somehow makes her also feel responsible for him getting interested in the collector and whatever i don't know i don't know if i like that there's those two things it just feels like now we have to focus on those two things instead of just focusing on philip and like lose this isn't like to some character flaw like the mistake that she made isn't tied in with her greater identity or whatever it just it just yeah. kind of happened like she was just trying to fix a problem but it doesn't it's not as emotionally impactful if it's not... She has so many other struggles. Like, that her, that mistake doesn't tie in with her fear of being different than everyone else or, like, trying to do the right thing or being clumsy. Like, it just... It does tie <laughs> into her idea that she messes up and makes situations worse wherever she goes. Like, that's mm. kind of what you see accumulating in Season 3, Luce being like, well, I'm horrible, and I ruin every situation that I get into, which is why I need to isolate myself from the aisles, because I'll only make it worse, yada yada. Oh, woe is me. Maybe, maybe I'm projecting that as such a common feeling, <laughs> since I also deal with that. Sorry, Luz. That maybe I'm not seeing that as a unique enough uh, <laughs> character trait. Yes, Luz, it's called imposter syndrome. You have Wikipedia, look it up. Don't, don't get me wrong, right? Like, Hunter definitely has the absolute worst hand given here, right? Like, Belos is all he has. Well, he, he does have the whole, if I go back to the castle, the only world I've ever known, I will be killed mercilessly. Well, and he almost was killed! Like, I'm not even sure how he escaped from the mind prison. It, it looked like Belos sure thought he'd yeah. killed him. Well, I guess he stole enough uh, enough runes to fight his way out of there when Belos stopped paying attention to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had... He and Luce left together. But yeah, Hunter definitely has, like, that sucks for him, because that's his whole life, right? Yeah. From <laughs> his history, to his family, to his 
idea of him just being a powerless witch and explaining that and how he did have a family, but it was killed by Bellos. And then their deaths was used to manipulate him. And, like, all of his heritage being a lie. Like, definitely Hunter has way worse of a shock for him. And Luce kind of twists her revelation into kind of blaming herself for it. But it's not necessarily that Luce's revelation is just as bad as Hunter's is. And Hunter, like, has no support system either, right? He runs away, and Luce tries to offer hers, but, you know, he doesn't... He's too shocked to, like, accept it, so he runs off. And you'll see in these next episodes, he takes it really badly. Um, and it takes a while for him to kind of accept help from others. I mean, you saw he was all set to dig his own grave in Eclipse Lake when there oh, was yeah. no Titan blood to find, even though oh, he yeah. had not been dispatched to find Titan blood. Yeah, <laughs> this kid has it off really bad, <laughs> really badly. Yeah, he had deliberately disobeyed Bellos, which is why he was if he didn't if he came back empty-handed, um he yeah, knew it was going to be bad. Like I said, Bellos definitely a Palpatine kind of guy. Yeah. I didn't watch enough Star Wars to know what you're talking about. Mm, evil emperor kind of wants to kill everybody <laughs> and not much other motivation. Also created yeah. by Disney. Or not. <laughs> I mean, technically, Palpatine just wants to control everybody, but if he has to kill them, he's okay with that. Once again, I was 10, 11 when I watched Star Wars, so I was just like, cool lightsabers, little kid becomes really powerful, and then turns evil, and then, like, dies at the end being good <laughs> or something. And gets his the ultimate revenge, killing his boss. Uh, that's something you won't appreciate until you're much older. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um... And that's it. That, that was my consumption of Star Wars. So then everything I heard about, like, the Disney sequels was secondhand. That they brought Palpatine back with absolutely zero explanation. He was the progeny of one of the modern characters. One of the, one of the modern protagonists is, like, his grandkid or something. Yep. And that the sequels overall sucked. They had a lot of really cool ideas, but because Disney switched directors 8 billion times, they sucked. Um, and all of the potential was wasted. That's all I know about Star Wars. That sounds about right. Yeah, Disney's really good at ruining the third part of things, aren't they? <laughs> Outhouse connection. Yeah. Anyway, with that, I think we're done talking about Hollow Mind for the week. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. Leave us a comment or a review. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. So who liked Hootie's security system? I liked his bouncer sunglasses the best. I like that the eye closed vertically. Yeah. Weird.